0: Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me today with Jeremiah Plunkett.
1: Oh, yeah. yellow yeah, again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Charisma. By golly, we are smack dab along ringside and son of a gun. We are ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review podcast. And actually, Quint, this week it's a little bit bigger than it would normally be. We're technically covering two weeks, kind of, uh, in one day.
0: Yeah, kind of, sort of. So the thing cool. is, the. Um, we looked everywhere for the 10:31 uh, uh, TV show. We couldn't find it. And
1: until today, we thought we had it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we found <laughs> clips of we found three clips um, of what was on the show. But uh, it's weird how we, the clips have, there's clips out there, but there's not a whole show. It's just odd.
1: And, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was really weird. I can't believe nobody has it.
0: Yeah, it just it's just really really odd that you know it out of Memphis, Louisville, Nashville, Evansville, nobody has a show.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, it's just kind of the one that's lost the time.
0: Yeah, but um, I I'm pretty sure I I had it at one time. I remember I had a lot of that when they got the, uh, when uh, Lawler Dundee got the world titles. I'm pretty sure I had it at one time. But I do remember watching most of it. So I'll watch it much like I record it. But, like, I said, uh, some of the stuff from, like, '86, '87, uh, I lost over the years. I still had most of the '88, '89 stuff. But, um, anyway, um, so we want to talk about the clips that were on there. Um, it was um, so the first one. Um, we want to talk about the tag match. I um, so I didn't write it down, but I remember the match. It was the Rockers, but I, uh, what were the guys? They what were they? There was a mass team. I, I, what were they called? So, yeah, so I was hoping you
1: would have some more information on this. Actually, uh, it was the Assassins.
0: But they looked like uh, grapplers.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were they're wearing the silver grappler masks. Yeah. And one guy had really long hair out the back of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and the guys... The guys looked like better than enhancement talent workers, but yeah. not much better.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, they looked like they were... Yeah, they maybe was, you know, indie guys working outlaws around there. You know, um, probably... And I noticed a couple of times the one with the long hair and Shawn Michaels, they didn't get along too well. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. He uh he wanted more offense. I think he thought this was supposed to be a fifty
0: fifty match. Yeah. Um
2: yeah. I, and also like the rockers
1: were going for like their traditional, you know, rockers fight, like their double leaf frogs and stuff. Yep. Um I think they're not
0: used to the smaller range. Yeah, that ring I noticed that. When they did the double leaf rock, I said, "Yeah, you can't do it in that little studio ring." You yeah,
1: know? yeah, they they were not used to the small ring.
0: No, nah, they're used to that big twenty foot AWA ring, man. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, well, and and they you know they'd come back from WWF, so that's a big twenty footer as well.
0: Yeah. So yeah, they wouldn't experience that little sixteen foot studio ring. So <laughs> yeah, was, um yeah that that kind of got messed up. Yeah, that one yeah. Yeah, I think he thought, you know, hey, we're, yeah, he wanted, I don't think he knew that what his, uh, what he was there to do that day, <laughs> he, he, he thought he was on a house show or something, I guess, <laughs> Yeah,
1: sorry. yeah, at one point, there was a shoot-off reverse, and Sean just stopped.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Sean
1: was, Sean, Sean was being Sean, you know, even back then. Yeah. Um, and then we got a, we get, you know, a finish that it was, it was pretty cool to see in Memphis at the time, uh, the old Powerplex. Uh, the suplex crossbody,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Except, oh man, he hit him high on the legs. The timing was just it was off. Yeah. I, but I don't think that guy's ever been held in a vertical suplex either.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a little rough, but like you said, for Memphis '87, that was that's big time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So then we got the other segment. <laughs> Oh, uh, so... This was fun. Yeah. So, um, hey Guerrero and Dr. Death, or Dr. D. Uh,
1: yeah, and we find out on the next show what Dr. D means.
0: Yeah, well, actually, yeah, they actually... Yeah, I'm gonna talk about things. I have wondered somebody if somebody got a phone call on that one.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if anybody could find your number.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, amen on that one. So, uh, so the match is Dr. D against, um, Jim Jameson. We haven't seen Jim Jameson in a long time. Well, let's not talk about the match first.
1: We got a, we got a really fun promo. Oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> we're doing the stand, a stand-up interview with Lance Russell and out Outcome, Hector Guerrero, and Dr. D. And Hector's got a new product he's trying to sell to everybody, okay. Hector's Hair Remover, uh, which will remove all hair within one minute, and it is approved by the Mexican Medical Association. <laughs>
0: What was did he say something about, he said he don't take checks or something?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you want some of this Hector's Hair Remover, it's only $30. Yeah. Now, that, that no checks, no money orders, has to be cash, because he has to convert it into pesos. Yeah,
0: to convert it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that's him saying this, not me. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Uh, um, but he's in full salesman mode, and it's, it's pretty funny.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, good. it's classic. It's good, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's... And Lance is like, "Oh, come on!
1: All right." Yeah, and Lance keeps alluding that it's just like something with chili peppers in it. Yeah, he
0: says he's got some chili peppers in it. i was like, "What?" Chili peppers. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So Lance is skeptical. So to prove
1: it, if Doctor, this is never agreed on, but if Doctor D beats Jim Jamison, hair cream what will be used on Jim Jameson. So we go to the match. <laughs> This was ugly. <laughs> uh, Doc, Dr. D is limited. Yes. Um, it's pretty much just some clubs, a body slam, a knee drop, a choke.
2: Yeah.
1: And then, to it. Yeah, then they put Jim Jameson over the ropes. Uh, and Hector uses the cream on Jim Jameson, who sells like his eyes are on fire. Yep. Even though he never touched his eyes, yeah. <laughs> not once.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, and then that's where that's where Lance is talking about all the, the Chili Peppers. I, I bet that's burning them. Yeah. <laughs> we go back. Hector goes because and and of promo and says he's going to prove it works on everybody, including Waller and Dundee. Yep. Which brings us to our next clip.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> And I'm assuming this is right after commercial.
0: Yeah, it had to be after break. Uh, Hector,
1: Hector and Dr. Deer back out.
0: And it's been, Hector is supposed to work John Paul, right?
1: Yeah, which I actually got excited for the match.
0: Yeah, because that'd be really good.
1: for a TV Yeah, that'd be match. super good.
0: Make a little TV um, match.
1: Um, but then out comes Lawler with Jim Jameson. <laughs> There's a massive chunk of his hair missing.
0: Yeah, and it's bald to the scalp. scalp.
1: <laughs> yeah. A uh, hair Weaver cream works just about as good as a uh, shaver in the locker room. Hey, Hector said it was good. Yeah. He
0: guaranteed it.
1: And uh, well, He guaranteed it within one minute. Normal commercial breaks are three, but I'll give him that. Hey, it's still. Uh, <laughs> so, I wonder if John Paul, got, uh, sorry, uh, Jameson got paid any extra for this.
0: I'm sure he had, yeah. Because sure he did.
1: looked ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> he was on the side, the top side of his head. It was just the worst spot to do it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, and, and it made sense, right? They're like, we, oh, we can't make it look like, you know, it was just a a buzz job, so they did it right. Yeah, oh, That's terrible. I can't
0: give you the Lawler haircut match one. <laughs> Jameson was trying to look mad and fired up, but he just looked like he was deprecating on himself. That was his fired, fired, <laughs> mad up face. Look, like, well, he was constipated, man. <laughs> but, trying to squeeze well, yeah. one out.
1: Well, it's funny, we get fired up, Waller, but he's like super fired up.
0: Yeah, so he said he'd kill him.
1: <laughs> yeah, he said, if you put that cream on me, I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I believe it, because oh, yeah. you know, even, even when he's paid to lose a
0: hair match, you won't do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Hector goes back to talking stuff and then Lawler comes
1: back out with a pistol. Yeah. And runs Hector off. Now they they end up explaining that it's an eighty nine cent toy pistol. (laughs) But I didn't know that at first. did like, what the heck is I was going, what the heck is going on?
0: Exactly. I saw he's like, he's got a freaking gun. I was
1: like, (laughs) what the crap? I was like, Memphis just went off the rails, and if anybody talks about in Tennessee how old, how new school takes it too far, I'm going to show them this clip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, though, it was like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, I mean, you know, the quality of what we got is pretty, you know, it's hard, but it's still...
1: You it looked like a it looked like a small gun it yeah. looked like a like a little twenty two yeah it did
0: look i mean it looked real from what I could see, <laughs> and luckily Lance, Lance sorry didn't Lance started dying laughing about it, yeah, so i'm thinking I'm thinking Lance really oversold it.
1: So that nobody else would freak out.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah. No, I I absolutely.
0: Because he really oversold that thing. (laughs) He oversold it big time. So yeah. Well, yeah.
1: When I I went back because I I rewound that, so I'm like, this is insane. Um, I was like, why is Lance laughing that he has a gun? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And
1: and I got it, dude. I, I was so weirded out.
0: Yeah, I was like, what the. I was like, yeah, that ain't even you
1: know. <laughs> and then Lowe started saying he was so stupid he couldn't tell that it was a toy gun. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would've ran from that too.
0: I, would, I would've
1: too It's not like he came out with a, with a bright orange super soaker.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or one of those the old um uh, the old uh six shooter with the cap you know, cap gun. You, oh yeah. It's yeah. just with the plastic handle and the, the, the plastic, supposed to be like uh, silver, you know, metal, you know what I'm talking about, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: oh yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he, man, like one of those where you can just tell, but yeah, this looks like, hey, dude. And when he just happened to have, at it, have a a. a well, he said
1: he grabbed it from the proper. room. I couldn't see
0: where he said he got it Yeah, he, he said you can't tell the difference
1: between a real gun and an $0.89 sense toy gun from the proper
0: Okay, so I didn't know what he said when he said the proper. I couldn't understand what he said. So. Yeah, it was it was wild. So, Hector, so was, he threw he the, threw the gun at Hector. Did he, like, throw the gun at Hector?
1: Maybe. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Hector because Hector got he, it and threw it he it stole and stomped the stomp
0: Yeah, and Hector stomped the gun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Hector ends up just walking out, so I guess he forfeited the match.
0: Yeah, he did. That's what they said, that, um, John Paul got the win because he forfeited the match.
1: Hey, John Paul
0: gets a win on TV. Hey, it's good because it in the record book, you know what made me think when I saw this back when Larry Burton, you know, bought Jerry Jarrett out, him and Lawler. Uh, there was wasn't there a big big thing about um, the studio in Burton because. Burton had a bodyguard there, had a gun on him, and they found at the studio, found out the TV station, they threw a big stink about it.
1: I didn't know this about the bodyguard. I have heard stories that the studio and Channel Five didn't really like Larry Burton.
0: Yeah, but they somebody, I think it was his bodyguard or the guy or the guy with him, whatever whoever he was with him was carrying a gun, and they found out about it, and they the studio, this television station went really, it, what it got on. I think that's the reason why they, why he, then they went on and to find somebody to screw over to sell the, sell the promotion to. (laughs) But yeah, I remember something about that. The, um, Larry Burton and a gun and all that. But, um, so yeah, so that's basically what that stuff was. Um, some key things that happened on that show, um, that we didn't get to see. Um, We have new world tag team champions. Yeah, yeah, we do. Hedrero and Dr. D. But, you know, it was... No, no, we're not world tag team. Huh? Southern. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, we had, I mean... Hold on. Hector and Doctor D were the—they are the new World Tag Team Champions.
1: No, they're not. Yes, they were. Uh, I'm going to go into a little bit of Eleven Seven, but did they not just say that the previous night Lawler? and Yeah, they
0: won them back that Monday night. The belt—it was a one-week thing. Lawler uh, AWA never never recognized. Grero and Doctor D as champions. That was a Jarrett thing. They switched them and then they switched them back the Monday night. Cause they had to go to the TV taping that week to drop them to uh, the Express. Really? They had them on. Didn't you see the? did they have them on when they first went out there? I, I
1: swore they had the Southern t- Tag Titles, no. but maybe I'm That
0: no, was the World Titles. No, because the, uh, what we call it has got the uh, Southern Titles.
1: You know what? No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I just looked up the tag team title history, and they did have it for a, a little while.
0: They had for a few, almost a week, because. Uh, uh, yeah. They had it right out a week. Yeah, and they dropped them back, and then uh, Lawler and. Um,
1: and you're right, Dr. D was
0: Carl Styles. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, man, that's crazy! What yeah. a tag team to be world champion. <laughs> and they, the AWA, never knew about. It. They didn't know that it. They didn't know, you know. They did it without them knowing. They did it. Could um, that
1: be why their reign was so short? No. You think it was going to be short anyway?
0: Yeah, because they wanted to get them on the express. You know, the, um, uh Zukov left, you know, they put Summers in there, and they need to get him off on a babyface team to get him on to the midnights, so I guess they didn't want to put him on a babyface team, but one of theirs, this is what I'm assuming, because you've heard so many different stories through the years of what, it, you know, um, and they wanted to put him on the midnights, so. But I don't know.
1: That's wild. Okay,
0: yeah. But yeah, it's um. Yeah, they they had them, I don't and I don't know why they they, I guess I don't know why they put them on them on, on them for. I mean that was just because the whole thing was the hair cream angle took away from the belt. Him having the belts.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't know. or and D were gonna
0: do the hair cream so yeah but still though the whole i mean you know it just it just took away from the you know i don't know <laughs> but we've have, have we been try- <laughs> we're in 11th month of this uh thing we're still trying to figure out their bo- their logic of booking so <laughs> and um so i saw also on the show there was a um a southern heavyweight champion crowned that we didn't get to see on this show, or uh, not shown, but talked about it. Well, surely they talked about it. They, yeah. Um, uh, I guess I'll talk to it right now. As uh, in my notes. that. Well, now I'll wait to the end of this show to do it because it'll go tell about it more. But all right, so we're gonna go into. The uh, 11, November 7th, 1987, CWA Memphis TV show, Israel-Indiana So It was taped in Memphis on 1031-87. This is our show number 44. So we only got, ooh, eight left.
2: Eight left will make a year.
0: Dang. That's just plum crazy. Yes, sir. Alright. Did you notice some opening? They've they've put the old Dundee and Lawler one in the belts in there now. Oh, that's gonna
1: be in there forever.
0: Yeah, it wishing it was, yeah. Um So they had the opening and then Lance with the greeting. Uh Dave with today's card, he says open match is the midnight rockers. We we'll have the RPMs in here, hangman Bobby Jaggers. Hector Guerrero and Doctor D. Then we'll have a eight man tag, and it'll be Pat Tanaka, Paul Diamond, King Carl Fergie, Don Bass taking on Superstar Bill Dundee, Jerry the King Lawler, and the New Nasty Boys.
1: So when they said New Nasty Boys, I got really scared
0: yeah,
1: I was like, and thought they just put it on two other guys. Yeah,
0: I did too. <laughs> I mean, I I remember what happened when I was actually watching this when it happened in '87. I was like. Oh, there's, I was like, oh man, because last time I had a new,
1: Uh, the new Nasty Boys, Jim Jameson and Ed Maddox,
0: you know, the new Fabs, and you know, and this is like, oh, the new Nasty Boys, so. Oh,
1: the new Fabs were better than the old ones, what are you talking about?
0: I figured figured it'd be like, you know, uh. (laughs) Ken Raper and and somebody,
1: what an unfortunate name.
0: Why would you not change that? It's Rustin. You have any name you want.
1: <laughs> Ken Raper and Mo
0: Lester. I guess you just... Hey. It's it's, it's catchy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Jesus, what a name.
0: Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, oh, then... <laughs>
1: And in addition, we have a big announcement from Eddie
0: Marlin. Oh, at first he says the, the commission will be out here, too. He said we'll have commission. We'll see the commission out here. Yeah, and Eddie Marlin has a big announcement. So, oh, can't wait for that. So they cut the break. They don't make you wait. Do the what? They don't make you wait. <laughs> they cut the break. <laughs> yeah, because their commercials are cut out. <laughs> So they come back with Lance, and Eddie Monitor comes out and announces that Jerry Lawler and Dundee have lost the tag team title belts, AWA tag team title belts, last night in, was it Whitewater, Wisconsin? Whitewater, Wisconsin, yes sir. To um, to the new Midnight Express of Loverboy Dennis and Ravishing Randy, with their manager, what? Paul Lee.
1: Well, as they still call him, Paul dangerously Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, con- I'm convinced that when he came into the territory he wanted to be Dangerously
0: and they're like that name sounds stupid yeah <laughs> or, they, or they couldn't just say they couldn't say it right
1: <laughs> I don't know yeah it's it's not our screw up it's yours
0: yeah <laughs> um they talk about they that uh Polly uh got involved and they were robbed of the belts um So they put, what did they say? They put in a, um... Yeah,
1: they they said an injunction.
0: Injunction, yeah, that that night to, um... And they said, it's being reviewed. Yeah, we know how long it takes those, those AWA reviews. (laughs) I think it's still under review. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, yeah. Last time we checked, it was. So he says, um... With uh, having Lawler and Dundee not being the champions no more... He's got to re- re- rebook all his shows in all the towns for the upcoming week. So he said he caught this great idea and as soon as he said that, I said, oh Lord, here we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this didn't involve a wheel or a deal or...
0: Or a... Uh, what was it? Yeah, uh, prod. Uh, what, what was the... What, the, uh, the switch? Dream matches. Remember the dream matches? Oh yeah, God. <laughs> You <laughs> like, do have a will, a dream, or anything like that. It will be all right. So he comes, says he's come up with a thing called, the. I get tongue-tied on this, The War of the World, because he got, he got a little tongue-tied himself, I think. The War of the Worlds Battle Royal. He says we're we'll going to have wrestlers from the WWF, NWA, AWA, CWA, and world-class. It's going to be 21 men, And the winner gets $5,000. I'm just going to be five five of those $1,000 bills.
2: Ooh, that'd be neat.
0: (laughs) Okay, so... uh, So, you know, he says all this, you know, especially when I'm 15 years old, watch this. I'm like, is Hulk Hogan going to come in? (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, because he says WWF, you know. Yeah,
1: it's it's going to be Hulk Hogan, and it's going to be uh, let's see, NWA Rick Flair. Yeah, I
0: know. That's what I was thinking, uh, man.
1: <laughs> Who was, was on top of AWA at the time?
0: Kurt Henning. Kurt, he's there.
1: Yeah, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, Kurt and Block will come in. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to
0: have Kerry. Kerry didn't have a leg. I mean, oh, sorry. That was horrible. Kerry lost his leg at this time, didn't he? He hadn't, he hadn't came back yet, have he? In eighty seven.
1: Okay, then we'll have Kevin, as long as we don't have Chris. Well,
0: Chris was still like sixteen, probably.
1: Okay, as long as we don't have Mike. They're they're all terrible except
0: I think Mike. I Mike was yeah. dead at this time, dude. <laughs> well, listen, we're running. Out. Okay, Lance. So like all you have is Kevin <sighs> and Lance, brother. That's all you can, or or you can have the... Uh, the 6th uh, Von Eric um, Brian Adidas <laughs> right Brian Adidas <laughs> <laughs> I know I always say Adidas Adidas whatever well, the crap that boy's <laughs> he was there.
1: just really working for that sponsorship job yeah he was
0: <laughs> you know uh, hey in the, when you make the program how can y'all misspell my name <laughs> get some try to get something out anyway he's a big Run DMC fan yeah We'll get some track tracksuits.
1: <laughs> he came out to my Adidas.
0: There you go. I I would have. Why not? Hell <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the music hits, then out comes the rockers. Okay, they're, they're called the they may be called the rockers and the midnight rockers in the same show. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah. So Lance is calling them midnight rockers. Yeah. Uh, Sean in his promo, and Sean does all the talking. Yeah. Um, refers to themselves as the Rockers Um, and they they are the Southern Tag Team Champions and they are all willing to give the Rock and Roll RPMs a title shot but they want to make it make it special so if the RPMs lose they have to throw $1,000 I'm assuming of their own money uh, to the ringside fans
0: yeah okay now I want to tell you a little story. I'm pretty sure it was this match. I saw it at the fairgrounds.
1: RPMs and uh, Midnight Rockers.
0: Yes. Oh, great! Match. I imagine
1: it would be really good. Yeah.
0: Okay. I want to say it was one. I want. It was. I want to say it was Shawn Michaels had Mike Davis down inside headlock. We were sitting on East Side, on uh, across the other side on the West Side. All of a sudden, the fight breaks out. This dude starts slinging a chair, just knocking the dog snot out of this guy. I mean, old boy was wrapping that chair around dude's head, and I'll never forget this. Sean took <laughs> Mike Davis's head and leaned it up so so he could watch the fight. <laughs> He, like, lifted his head up and turned him over to where they were fighting. <laughs> Jesus, it was going on. <laughs> Tremendous. And I would, I, would, I would just die. It was crazy. But I just, that 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 That's always stuck out in my, my mind about that, it, them working. But, yeah, that fight broke out on the side of the ring, ringside. And he just had them working his headlock, and he just stomps and, like, lifts him up. <laughs> and he turns his head so he can see the fight too. <laughs> Those that are watching the fight. So, yeah. Where were we? <laughs> oh yeah, Marty Jerry didn't say a word, did he?
1: <laughs> no, no, Sean and Sean got a decent promo. Yeah. Like it wasn't anything special. Um but and then and this was a trend you'll have all through the day. Um, that they say that they're gonna be in the War of the Worlds and they're gonna win it. Yeah. And then we go to the ring uh, for the Midnight Rockers versus the Keiths.
0: The Keith Connection. <laughs> yeah,
1: Keith there Keith and Keith Roverson.
0: And uh, Jerry Calhoun is your referee for all the matches today.
1: Keith Roverson has a uh, black leather cowboy hat.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. He hadn't had that before, had he?
1: I've never seen it. He was James Storm before James Storm was cool.
0: <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. So, uh, Michaels and Eric start out. They do a basic little spot,
2: um... That was super good.
0: Yeah. Basic little spot, um... Then, uh, Roberson comes in. Um... He, uh... He hits Michaels with a suplex, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, vertical suplex.
0: And then, um... Oh then they uh, then he backs him in the corner, uh Eric hooks him, he comes in, he moves, boom. Michaels grabs him, shoots him into the to the corner, and he's supposed to stay there so Janay can do the close, running clothesline from the apron. He feeds out of the corner. <laughs> and like Janay like barely touches, like slaps at him. <laughs> I was like, did they not tell him to stay in the court? Yeah?
1: Uh, I just think Eric, Eric is better than Roberson.
0: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: But we get that, and then we get, uh...
0: And then he, but he stumbles out, and then he take, takes a back bump.
1: Yeah, it was dumb looking. <laughs> it's
0: like he messed the spot up, then he, oh, he had to be in his spot, so he had to do it, because he had to bump off. <laughs> I guess. So then, oh, uh, hold on. <coughs> oh crap! Sorry. And so, um, Michaels gets on top of uh, crap. <laughs> hold on. <Gennady? coughs> no, I'm trying to hold that cough in. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let me get some. Finish this out while I get something to drink. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, the, the finish of the match comes when Shawn Michaels uh, goes to the top rope and then stands on Jannetty's shoulders and delivers uh, the elbow drop that he's been known for many years to deliver and that's the pinfall.
0: Yep.
1: That's the one, two, three. Uh, which, I mean, you know, different finish than the powerplex, but, yeah. you know, I'm sure still Memphis. Memphis was really behind Sean, but they weren't like, they didn't go crazy for them when they came out. Not but they liked right. Sean when Sean got beat up for like three seconds. There's a definite sharing section doing the, of ladies doing go,
0: shot, go. Yeah. Um, so they cut the break. They go to Lance for the Evansville, Indiana card for Wednesday, November 11th, 1987 at the Evansville Coliseum. He kind of gives us the whole card almost, don't
1: he? <laughs> it actually pretty much does give you yeah, the whole card. Yeah, except for
0: one match. <laughs>
1: And he alludes to it at the end.
0: Does he? So,
1: yeah. So we've got international title match, Billy Travis, defending against Manny Fernandez. Uh, returns Southern Tag Team title match, Midnight Rockers, defend against the rock and roll RPMs. The RPMs lose, they have to throw $1,000 to the crowd. Mid-American title match, Chef Jarrett defends against Jimmy Jack Funk. Bill Dundee versus Hector Guerrero, War of the Worlds Battle Royal, and then he says an added match, including Bad Company. Uh, Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond come in, cut a little promo. Uh, Pat Tanaka does most of the talking.
0: Yep, sure did. Uh,
1: And it was weird, because Pat Tanaka was doing the talking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, it was was serviceable. It was one of Pat's best promos up to this time.
0: Yeah. So... Here's the thing. So when did Billy Joe become the international <laughs> champion? <laughs> had to happen on the May. Of the May. Gosh. The October thirty first show. So he had to win it sometime on, um, on there, I guess. Um. Now the. Um, hold on a second. Something's missing. No right, never mind. <laughs> okay, it's the one match that he didn't talk about. It's on the. It's yeah. There's one match. He there's he tells all the matches, but there's one it's missing. And it, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, in the middle, in the second uh, rundown, he, he he actually goes. He says what it is. Okay. Well,
1: I maybe there
0: is uh, I'm thinking. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. There is absolutely okay. Yeah. Okay. So I go back to the studio with Lance. Out comes RPMs with a bag full of money.
1: Not just a bag, a, a plastic Ziploc bag, <laughs> which I found
0: hilarious. Okay. So they come out there and talk about the match with the Rockers about the money. Where in the world did they go get $1,000 that fast?
1: Well, they just combined all the money in both their wallets, and they were fine.
0: It was not, and it, well, you can tell it wasn't a lot of big bills either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a bunch of 20s in there.
1: I think there was some five Yeah, some 5s.
0: And some 10s I mean, uh, at least. So, yeah, they had this big bag of money. Basically, they are talking about the...
1: It was a gallon-sized block bag. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just like... I know, it's just like... You know, that... That was you, that's horrible, man! You can't come out there ten minutes later, and you have all this money. I mean, when they just—they're
1: big money pro wrestlers. Who does have at least five hundred dollars in their pocket?
0: I don't know. That just looked. It, but you know, maybe if oh, of course then, it cheesy. Maybe, yeah, I can see maybe. You you know you pull out your wallets, you know. But that was a lot. So that they those two had that thousand dollars on them. Their wallets would look like George Costanza's. You probably don't know. What oh I'm
1: yeah, about. well I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Listen, I, I'm not saying <laughs> it, it's humorous to me that they had a thousand dollars at the ready it's more humorous than it's in like bag.
0: <laughs> the whole thing is just humorous that they come up with.
1: Well, hey, hey, listen, not all not all restaurants believed in a bank account. Maybe they just carried all the money they made with them.
0: Uh, I know they don't believe in bank accounts back then because they didn't make enough money to have a bank account. But, what I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> just saying, though, is, yeah, just having just I can still I could see having it come out there, you know, and they like count it out, you know. But I mean that much. They're just saying, that much money. They could. I don't. Know, it just looks so bad that yeah, you know, I could see them, yeah, they could have five hundred dollars a piece on them. But when you, what was in that bag? I mean, it's like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I wish
1: there would have been some change rolling around, too.
0: <laughs> some corners like, on the bottom.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have been fantastic. Like, they had to literally pull everything together.
0: <laughs> Anybody got a knuckle over there we can have?
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I just... Yeah. yeah, there had to be a lot of small bills because, like...
0: That thing was poofed out, maxed out its extension on that bag, you know...
1: Yeah, like I've I've held a thousand dollars in twenties before, yeah. and it's it's surprisingly kind of disappointing.
0: Yeah, it's not as many as you think it is on twenties.
1: So like, there is some ones in that bag. Oh yeah.
0: Well, I'm I'm sure there was a lot of paper in that bag too. But but just the, I, I,
1: w- I wish they would have came out with a giant burlap sack with a dollar sign on it. <laughs>
0: That would have been my favorite. <laughs> One of those old uh, Wells Fargo um, ones that said you put across your horse and carried your money Yeah, <laughs> yeah you,
1: you know, I was there, it came out looking like the Monopoly man. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, we're stretching it now. <laughs> anyway, so I don't even know where we're at. Okay, other talking uh, about the, that whole thing with the money and all that, and
1: and my, yeah, Mike Davis cuts half the promo, Tommy Lane cuts the other half. Yeah. Uh, Mike Davis says something about in their title match, which we don't see any clip of, so we don't know if he's just being a heel or if he's a heel with a legitimate gripe, but he says the wrong man was pinned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry, the wrong man pinned Tommy.
0: Yeah, wrong man pinned Tommy, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, and then Tommy
1: does the plug of the War of the Worlds
0: thing, like every other promo yeah. we're going to hear. And then we get the
1: match of Rock and Roll RPMs versus John Paul and Freezer
0: Thompson. That's right. So we start off. It's John Paul, and Mike Davis start out, and uh, John Paul hits a couple of nice little arm drags.
1: Yeah, a couple arm drags and a hip toss, on, toss yeah. on Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Davis is a, a guy who uses the, the clap to to keep his timing, like a lot of the old school brothers but it really stood out here because he was clapping after everything. What do you mean? Ricky Steamboat does it. A lot of guys will do it where they'll just, like, they'll clap their hands before they give or take a move. I didn't even notice it doing it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, Steamboat would always do it, right? Like, before, especially before he would do, uh, you know, his double chop off the ropes. He'd clap his hands together before he'd give an arm drag. He'd clap his hands together. How many times? There's one or there's two. Like I've seen him do both. And
0: usually, one? You, uh, when you usually shoot somebody two is, Usually,
1: two is a code for ducking, I believe. No,
0: one's duck. When you shoot him off the road, one's, one's duck. One's <laughs> duck, two's connect.
1: But Mike Davis was clapping after everything. So I've heard of guys using that for timing. Uh, but it was really noticeable here.
0: Was it? But I tell you well, something, I
1: guess by me, because you didn't notice it at
0: all. <laughs> I, I didn't. I was just watching, I was mostly watching John Paul, make sure he wasn't giving those AWA arm drags. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no AWA arm drags. No, they were good. Uh, but say that the club thing changed in the nineties. Um, Guys you mean
2: nobody
0: cla- doing it. No people were clapping, didn't know, and didn't know what they were clapping for. I had a guy shoot me in, clap. Said clothes on, clapped. Or he shot me. In, said clothes on, shot me, shot me off. I was coming. He clap. I ducked. And he's like, "Why'd you duck? You gave me the office to duck, dude." They people, it, it got so messed up in the eight, in the nineties. On the on when you shoot them off, the duck the one claps a duck. Who claps the, uh, you know, because a, a lot of times you, could, you know, you were working some places, guys, if you, you know, the crowd was too close, some guys wouldn't call stuff and they'd shoot you off and they would, you, you know, because everybody knew what the office was when you shot them off. And you just knew if you saw, you know, you just take, you want to take a back bump, you know, or you just going to duck, you know, and, but, um, yeah, it was, um, like you always see, like a, a clap duck. You know, two claps, catch you with the knee. You know? Yeah. But, um, but a lot, I, yeah, a lot of guys didn't, they just clapped because they seen on TV and didn't realize that was actually the office. You're giving them the office to duck. Um, on when you're shooting them off. Um, so Freezer comes in. Um, the same thing in the 90s, you call a one, you know, mid, late 90s, you call a one, two. With the guy, and they They would just look at you. They would now have no idea what you're doing. So you throw a punch, hit them, and they just look at you. they sell and look at them. It like, one, two, dude. You know? These little things, they, you know, didn't get taught in the mid to late 90s and on, you know? Um, especially, like, Buddy Wayne wouldn't book you on your show if you didn't know what a one, two was on his Buddy Wayne spot shows. Um... So, Freezer comes in. Uh, they get the heat right on Freezer, don't they? He, he, gets, a, he gets a little he shot. He in. gets an elbow, don't he? Yeah, yeah. That's right. He gets his back elbow. Yeah, that's right. He shoots him and gets his back elbow, and then they get the heat on him.
1: Yeah, back elbow. He grabs a headlock, and uh, Tommy Lane, I believe, hits him with a big back
0: suplex. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, Freezer hey. got up for him, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, but then it, it wasn't much heat because then we went straight into the second row heart attack for the win.
0: Okay, yes, it was. Yeah, it was. That was really short, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and it was just short out of nowhere. Normally they'll let somebody blow a little bit of a comeback and then cut them off, oh. but nope. Second row part attack, we're going to the house.
0: Yeah. Okay, where did I, I put some note on here? Oh, talking about the money. Never mind. I put a note on here It said. Talk about the money. Have we already did that? <laughs> yeah, at length. Yeah, then out comes Jimmy Jack Funk. He talks about, guess what? <laughs> being, being the
1: WWF representative and being the the baddest guy in WWF. How he's beat them all: Ricky Steamboat, Hulk Hogan. Oh, everybody.
0: I was I was I was talking about that later and about. What in the world of the world? What? War-, War of the world. War of the world's better oil. Like everybody else has. Yeah, and he starts talking about, um, yeah, he's beat everybody, and he's the baddest funk of them all. Then and, and, um, and he talks about Jeff Jarrett uh, and the um, upcoming match for the uh, Mid-America Belt. Uh, then they cut to a taped interview with uh, Jeff Jarrett talking about the match with Jimmy Jack Funk. And then he talks about the world, the War of the World Battle Royal. <laughs> Everybody has to plug it. <laughs> then they come back to Funk. And he talks some more. And then they cut to break. Um, I'm trying to think. So, I thought he was the little brother in WWF. I did
1: too, and uh, Lance said cousin.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't know. But if they're he like- wasn't that long. He wasn't in WWF really that long. Well, actually, the Funk's wasn't there all that long either. Actually, I think he was there longer than the Funk. The Terry Dory was wasn't he? Well, Dory left way quicker. Yeah, he left real fast. Yeah, Dory's like, I'm tired of this. Quit calling me Haas. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then Terry was there longer. And then Terry said his horse was sick.
0: Yeah. And then Jimmy Jack stayed there the longest. Because that's like the last year or so, all he did was just flat out jobs. Yeah.
1: Am I remembering right that Jimmy Jack had like a Texas mask at one point? I think so.
0: Yeah, that Texas mask looks way better than this piece of crap he was wearing. I'm trying to think.
1: He looked like redneck Zorro.
0: Okay, when you said Texas mask, what do you mean?
1: It had like the Texas flag kinda on it.
0: Like a whole mask?
1: A whole mask or part of it.
0: No, he didn't wore remember, a whole mask.
1: Well no, 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 not a whole mask. It was his little Robin mask, but it had the Texas flag in it.
0: It might have. I'm trying I can't remember. I'm trying to think. Maybe.
1: I I, I love him talking about beating everybody in WWF. Yeah. <laughs> I beat Hulk Hogan. Well we know that one's a lie.
0: <laughs> it was non title. <laughs> it was non title on I'm um, a spot show.
1: <laughs> non title means it never happened. No, no, I see what his slag was. He had a he had a white mask that had a blue star on one eye and the state of Texas on the other. Okay,
0: I thought he had something. I wanted for sure. I, to I mean, it kind of sounded familiar, but I wasn't. You know.
1: And then he had another mask that had like the Texas Longhorn. Yeah, it has the Longhorn you know, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. This was his uh, his Memphis mask. It's just black.
0: He might have got into the same uh, prop uh, chest that. Lawler got the gun from.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he took a part of Zoro out there. Like, man, I
0: forgot my mask. <laughs> and nobody, and I was thinking, nobody knows us, Jesse Barr. And I was thinking, well, Jesse Barr was there in what, 90, 82, 83 ish. So, four or five years, I guess so. Yeah. Like I said, and, 'Cause he had short hair as Jesse Barr. He was in a lot better shape.
1: And plus he was wearing a mask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's see.
1: Where he are we? He definitely couldn't cut uh, a song promo. No. He, he was going for Terry, but
0: No, I know he was,
1: he was trying too hard to be crazy.
0: Yeah, you could tell you he, he Terry was perfect. He was, he could tell he was trying too hard and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't working. All right, so we cut the break. Go to, uh, Lance with Evansville. Second, uh, card rundown for the Evansville show. Um, he, uh, plugs, Lance plugs some spot shows. Uh, they got Frank, uh, uh Fort Knox, Kentucky, which we didn't get a date because they kind of cut the beginning of that off. Then, um. Thursday, um, November 12th, they're in Fern Creek, Kentucky, and then Thursday, Thursday November 19th, they're in Paoli, Indiana, not to be confused with Oly Dick, Indiana.
1: Exactly, and Oly Dick was in Kentucky, get it right.
0: No, it wasn't. I can't remember. <laughs> Actually, it was in Georgia at that time, wasn't
1: it? Uh, <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could remember that that girl who worked for the company that Oli was having an affair with, because that's really where it was.
0: Oh, do, 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 do. All right. Um, where was I? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, Paoli, Indiana, which is known for its um snow skiing. Um, it's the same card except the match that it's added was the Nasty Boys against the Prince and Bobby Jaggers. That's the um match that was added that we that he didn't, he gave the whole card for that match the first the first uh first time so that was the added match uh so they would actually so they had how many matches one two three four five six seven matches seven matches because remember that one was added,
1: added seven big matches no raise in price yep
0: uh let's see. So the video cut, because don't he like, he's still talking, and doesn't the video cut off?
1: Yeah, it cuts off a little early.
0: Yeah, cuts a little early, and it goes back to the studio. Uh, Bobby Jagger's interview is already in progress, because whoever takes this messed up, they messed it up, so they, we get Jagger's in mid-interview mid, mid uh, interview here. Um, he's wearing the uh, Southern Heavyweight Belt, which I did a little investigating, <laughs> Uh he won that in a tournament um on the twentieth, which you know it's, so it would have been on the it'll have been on this past the thirty first shows which they would have showed it on or talked about maybe. Uh he beat Billy Travis in the finals of the Southern Title Tournament. So I guess since Billy Travis was in the final I guess they gave him the international belt for being in the finals, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't find anything about Billy Travis winning the international belt anywhere. No tournament or nothing, so.
1: Well, that belt is defended internationally. So Billy Travis could have been anywhere
0: in the world. Hmm. So he could have been in Rio de Janeiro? Uh, very much so. Or Paris, Tennessee? <laughs> yeah
1: that that was more accurate
0: probably yeah okay let's see yeah so he's joining in london kentucky london kentucky there you go london kentucky (laughs) what is it um what is that uh, oh crap cornet says all the time or used to say all the time i can't anyway never mind uh, move along. So like I he said, he's uh, right in the middle of his interview talking about um, how him and Dutch beat everybody in NWA when they were down there. It says he brought a friend with him today and the music hits and out comes Manny Fernandez of so the worst music you can have for a Mexican wrestler.
1: <laughs> yeah, why does he come out to La Bomba? That does not fit him at all.
0: I know. I mean, so the, I mean it's just like who is picking these people's music? I mean, La Bamba. That's just. I was like, okay. So he comes out. He starts talking. The only thing he just talks a bunch of stuff. Uh, he says he's. Yeah, it, it,
1: it was like the stereotypical '80s wrestling promo.
0: Yeah.
1: It was a really good one, but like there was no real point. Yeah.
0: Well, he just knew the territory, so he ain't, he's not you know in an angle with anybody. So he's just kind of hitting the. You know, generic high points. But he did. He did say. I did write this down. I noticed. He said he's still a world tag team champion.
1: Hey, that's true. How's that? He never got beat. They didn't get. Did they get Amon Rude left with the belts, did they not?
0: Rude left with the belt. He was still there for a little bit. I
1: thought they both left with the belts.
0: That was Rude went to New York. I don't know that, but no, because Manny didn't go to New York. Vince was gonna hire him.
1: <laughs> From the stories I've heard, I'm surprised so many people did.
0: I geez. he had a lot of friends. Well, why do you think he was in Memphis in '87? Right. I mean, where else? I mean, yeah, territories are dying, and what, what ones are left? And you know, a lot of people didn't want to work, didn't want to do business with him.
1: Which is a shame because Manny it as, this is a heck of a wrestler.
0: Yeah, that's what's sad about it. His, his work was uh, was great but you know the rest of the stuff you know they you know but if you tell you man I can not I try to watch his shoot interviews and after about 20 minutes it's just like dude seriously you know I mean they're nothing but lies yeah exactly so um and yeah. that, that's personal life stuff included yeah yeah exactly well and then he, he, I know he did say two times, he, he said, I just come off a world tour <laughs> two different times, so, but, uh, speaking of world tours, I need to take a tour to the Facilitize. So, I think we're going to take a little, little break right here, and we'll be back just in a few minutes. <coughs>
1: Hello again, wrestling fans. This is Jeremiah Plunkett with the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. We're not going to do any plugs for our own merchandise tonight. What we're going to do is continue to plug stuff to raise money for the fund of Tracy Smothers, uh, who left us, sadly, a couple weeks ago. Um, we will have a link to his GoFundMe page, along with the links to our podcast. Um, also, you can visit prowrestlingtees.com backslash Tracy Smothers to get Tracy Smothers' memorabilia. You can also go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Let's see. They also have a Tracy Smothers Memorial shirt. They just released Uh, on the front. It says, nobody does it like a thug. Tracy Smothers, the hardest working man in the business. And on the back, it has T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail. The thug can't spell. Um, those are available on com, like I said, pro com, and the GoFundMe 100% of everything raised will go to the uh, Tracy Smothers Foundation, I guess, uh, whatever they set up to help pay for final arrangements, uh, for Tracy Smothers. So go show some support to Tracy. We love you and miss you dearly. Um, and let's get him a like, a headstone and get his funeral and everything paid off.
0: Sounds good. We start out slow and taper off, my friend. <laughs>
1: yes, sir. this, right. I'll do this.
0: <laughs> and it's a battle.
1: <laughs> it's a battle.
0: It's a battle. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. It's a battle. When you get a shirt, just it's a battle put on it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, uh, let's see. So, the third match today is Bobby Jackers against Ed Maddox. And this Maddox is spelled... <coughs> The double tees. It's like third week in a row. So I think they finally they're gonna stick with the double tees on the Maddox. Now it looks like um, this match ain't much. It starts out with Heat. He just jumps him, gives him two short arm clotheslines, gives him a sl- slingshot suplex that did. He I don't think he's ever did one before. He didn't. He he, he didn't. He um he
1: didn't. You're he didn't. To get on the thighs or the shins. Yeah. yeah. He
0: got it on the belly. Yeah, on the belly. And I was like, yeah, I don't think he's did one before. Uh, and then he hits a weird-looking running clothesline encouraging for the pin. What do you mean weird? It was a lariat. I'm sorry. That was an old lariat-o.
1: He did like Stan. He just slung it.
0: Yeah, but it didn't look like Stan.
1: Well, he did it like Stan without trying to murder somebody.
0: I guess that's what it
1: was. And <laughs> it. Stan would have pulled his lariat. So that's what it would have looked okay.
0: like. Okay. Well, there you. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> so he did a work lariat. There you go. Yeah. And uh, so then Jackson back over to the desk, and uh, he tells Manny to go get him some, and leans down and rings the bell. <laughs> I didn't know what he was reaching for. Did you? I had no idea. No. Yeah, he's been. What's he reached for? And then he rung the bell. This whole time, the man is trying to get his um, watch or bracelet or whatever off, and can't get it off. It's taking forever.
1: It, it's his ring. He got he got his bracelet off, but oh, okay. so his ring he couldn't get over his probably arthritic fingers from now.
0: Oh, oh! Ho, ho, ho. And that shrapnel in there, man. That shrapnel.
1: Yeah. Listen, listening to Manny Fernandez, you you'll know exactly what kind of BS I'm talking about.
0: Exactly. Yeah, a shrapnel. <laughs> and look up the Jim Cornette story. Yep, the Cornette's a good oh, story. About, yeah,
1: Jim Cornette on Manny Fernandez is always
0: great.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he gets in the ring
0: and he starts beating on Maddox. Um, did he do anything besides just beat on him? I can't. I don't really remember. He
1: beat on him and he shot him in. And I got excited. I thought we were going to see the flying forearm.
0: Yeah, he didn't. He just punched nope, him. Didn't it was,
1: he? No, it was just no. It's a big like it. It looked like a Steiner line. Okay, yeah. You know, one of those clotheslines, you just kind of explode into them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no uh, no burrito, and I was very sad. Yeah,
0: I was shocked, too, They didn't hit him with that. Um. So they go back to the desk.
1: Remember when Manny Fernandez was considered, like, the martial arts expert? Yeah. <laughs> because he did, like, a kick, and he did, like, a back fist.
0: And a pose. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they're like, martial arts expert Manny Fernandez. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: uh, all you needed in the '80s to be a martial arts expert is like a kick and a weird-looking strike.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it, you, that's really, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back to the desk. They're yapping again. and Lance cuts to a uh, taped interview by Billy Travis. He talks about <laughs> the War of the Worlds battle oil, <laughs> and then his match with Manny Fernandez. Kind of and high. he's
1: wearing the worst sweater ever.
0: <laughs> it's the 80s. There wasn't such a thing as a worst sweater in the 80s. <laughs> it's
1: a, it's like a teal Christmas sweater. <laughs> it's like Billy's mom had to have given that to him.
0: Hey, that or a rat? Hey, <laughs> when you and the boys work in the territories, you don't turn down free gifts. You, but you don't always wear them on TV. Hey, he was just cutting an interview. He didn't care.
1: It was. You gotta admit, it was goofy looking.
0: It's the '80s. Everything was goofy in the '80s.
1: I thought Manny Fernandez looked kind of cool.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I never stood the little bleach part in the back of his hair.
1: Man, when you're when you're in the trenches and knob, sometimes your hair just goes gray.
0: <laughs> but it wasn't gray. as yellow. It was, never, it was never bleached white. It was, ble- it was yellow. <laughs> like he went to Fred's and got some dye, uh, some, to dye his hair blonde, and he didn't leave it in long enough. <laughs> well,
1: that happened in Korea.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> Get mixed up every now and then, in the stories, you know.
1: The, the scars on his forehead are from Desert Storm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Anyway, I have no idea what Okay, yeah, Bill Jarrell's interviews. So they come back. Um, they cut the break. Then they come back to the studio with Lance. And out comes Hector and Dr. D.
1: Which we find out the D stands for...
0: Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. I'm, like I said earlier, I wonder if somebody gave them a call and said, Hey, you better change that to something. You know?
1: Huh. I can see some, doing it. Hey, you will get slapped. I already slapped the guy on national
0: TV. You do get slapped. I guess I'll i come down to the studio, and I will whoop some tail. Well,
1: oh, yeah, he lived in Tennessee.
0: He'll yeah, go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he, no, and,
1: no um, he'll find out where you live, and he'll
0: go. Oh, he, I'm just saying, yeah. he. Um, that's one dude back then I wouldn't want to mess with. I, was, I still wouldn't want to mess with. What am I talking about?
1: But, yeah, David Shaw's a bad dude.
0: Yeah. And he didn't care, man. That's <laughs> like that is, you know. He wouldn't. He, you know. Whew. Yeah. So they changed it to Dr. Diablo now. Uh, uh, and Hector's back out to uh,
1: to push his hair remover.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, he
1: wants to reiterate no no checks, no money orders. Thirty dollars cash sent to the uh, to the studio, yeah. so he can change it quickly into pesos.
0: Yeah. And then he starts talking, and he drops a racial slur about yeah. himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I like what he said. He goes, I only had to cross one river to get here. How many oceans did your ancestors have to cross? Exactly. I like that. I was
0: like, dang. That's huh. like, yeah, he's only crossed one river. How many oceans? I was like, wow, that's stiff. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he's plugs that hair cream, uh, let's see, so the guy with the fourth... You know, if, it,
1: if that would have been today, he could have actually sold that.
0: What's that? If it would have been today,
1: that stuff would have been on his gimmick table and he would have been making money.
0: Oh, gosh, yes. Whether it
1: worked or not, yeah. right, just to have the little package.
0: Yeah, the little bottle there, you yeah? know? Um, let's see. So the fourth match is, uh... Guerrero versus Guerrero and Diablo versus the Memphis Vice. So Jerry Bryant's back again.
1: Um, yeah, it's good to see Jerry Bryant back, but you can
0: tell he's, he's not the same. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. So Doctor D Diablo <laughs> and Bryant start off, and it's just heat on Bryant. Just beat. They just take the heat on him. Um, but it, I was like, it's kind of odd, you know. They get the heat on him. He fights back a little bit. Hot tag over to Big Lou. Big Lou co- comes in, he gets cut off. Yeah, just eye rake immediately. Yeah, and I was like, they ain't giving these they, Memphis Whites ain't getting nothing. I was like, what the crap? So they beat on Lou a little bit, then finally Jerry Bryant runs in. They're gonna go four way. Uh, they tie Big Lou up in the ropes. Uh, Hector goes out and gets the cream or whatever it's called. I always call it the hair the cream because like the hair the freebird hair cream. What's yeah. he calling? He's calling it. What's he calling it? Hair, hair remover. Hair remover. Okay, I was called cream. And, and, because, and it's
1: more of a liquid.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not like the freebird hair cream. Yeah, so it's liquid. Um, I'll put cream on here. Uh, Doctor uh, Dr. Diablo is holding Bryant. Um Hector comes in, goes to. Um, hold on.
1: Well, before, before he can. Yeah, before, he's, he's can so, do anything. He hasn't so,
0: opened it up yet, has he? I don't think he, uh-huh. it. he has it in his hand. He just gets right in the ring. Once he gets in the ring, Dundee comes out makes a save. Boom. Uh,
1: and I want to make this point. Dundee out and types in tights and a T-shirt and sweatshirt. Yeah. Go go ahead.
0: So he comes in, booms him, makes a save. Uh, well, for a moment. Yeah, for like a... He gets on him and then... They grab Jerry Bryant, and they poop-can him out. Uh, Big Lou's still tied up in the ropes. Uh, Dr. D, he grabs Dundee again. Um, they're battling over the corner. Then uh, Hector comes in hits him. Then um, uh, Diablo hooks him. Hector goes for the hair remover again. He throws it. Dundee ducks and hits Diablo with the hair cream.
1: Yeah, it hits him right in the face, and he sells it beautifully, man. He sells it like his eyes are burning. Yeah. Um, and you know what? They did this well. Like it usually, usually, it would be ha-ha spot, screw yeah. you heels, but, like, they send out Randy Hales and Eddie Marlin, yeah. and they take Diablo to the back in a hurry, and I thought that was a very good touch.
0: Yeah, it was. Hey, it's like, Brant goes over and gets Lou out of the ropes. Diablo's in the ring selling like crazy. I said, Eddie Marlin and Randy Hales is out there. And the Memphis Vice even are looking, are start helping, uh, Mar- uh Marlin and Hales try to get, um, Diablo out of the ring, you know? you know, Dundee yeah. didn't. Dundee didn't. He sat on the floor. But Memphis Vice actually tried to help him. Um, uh, so they cut the break. Uh Let's see. Okay, so it's the Evansville. It's the last Evansville rundown. Uh, Base plug some of the matches, and then the Prince, Fergie, and Bass come in for their match plug. It's bad company. Um, <laughs> Prince, <laughs> he called them second-rate preliminary bums. <laughs> so they're a bunch of losers. His worst investment of his life. Don Bass has a beautiful airbrush shirt on. Did you see that shirt? Oh, yeah, yeah. Long sleeve red shirt with his face on the big front. old airbrush picture of his face with his big old cowboy hat on. And I said, Oh man, I love it.
1: <laughs> and, he, and he had the cigar, he was looking good.
0: Oh, it was great. So they cut back to the studio, Lance, and Dundee comes out. So uh, this is why I made that point in the earlier match. Dundee has made a save in a sweatshirt and tight. Yes went
1: backstage and put on a jumpsuit for his interview.
0: Yes, he changes clothes. So he comes out there and um, says Hector's nuts and says um, says he sings and talks to himself and um, and uh, says if you ever try that again, I'll kill you I'll run you over with my car." Yeah. <laughs> I was like okay I getting a little serious now. Now, hopefully, hopefully Hector don't get hit by a car this week, because Dundee's don't go to jail. <laughs> the like, guy's like, hey, uh, yeah, Hector, watch where you're walking this week, okay, buddy? Because I just threatened to run you over the car, and I don't want to go to jail. So, Martin um, comes back out and says that Dr. Diablo was getting medical uh, attention, and this is very serious.
1: And I'm sure Dr. Diablo doesn't need any additional medical attention. He's a doctor himself.
0: <laughs> Let me see what I can do here. Let me get my doctor's bag out. <laughs> oh, me.
1: I'll tell you what he can do just by looking at him. He can write a prescription for anabolic steroids.
0: You got that right. Good <laughs> yeah, grief. Yeah. Then Lance starts talking about Steve Kern and throws to an interview, a taped interview from Kern. Uh he talks about um, Jared Lawler dodging him and he won't wrestle him every time he comes in town. Basically says, Lawler, basically if you're in a match, I'm on the if I'm on the card, you better watch your back. Basically what it was. So he'll I well I did I tell you I found out what happened. Lawler burned him. Oh, okay. That's why he turned hill. Uh in that six man. Uh, he was holding somebody, and they moved and Lawler, bur- and they went to burn them, and they moved, and Lawler hit Kern with the fire. So that's why he turned heel, got mad. All right, so that's the base of that one. Okay. Back to Lance. Out comes the Nasty Boys. The new Nasty Boys. And the new Nasty. It's the new Nasty Boys. New look, face paint and uh, they, they're wearing the uh, normal Nasty Boys shirt and leggings, which they were known for the rest of their careers.
1: Yeah, um, um, the uh, the shirts were like a airbrushed variation of what they wore their entire careers.
0: Yeah. Um, but they have something added. Face paint.
1: Face paint.
0: Yeah, that's what I said when I first came out. They came out with face paint. and and, then oh, and, a-
1: and they had motorcycle boots.
0: Yeah, well, that's what they went to later sure. on, too.
1: Well they said butt kicking boots, but Yeah, butt
0: kicking boots, that's right. Yeah, because you know, these are these are butt kicking boots.
1: So um, here's the here's the funny part, is like Terry Sag's face paint look looked kinda cool, right? It it looked like uh look kinda like demol uh God, which one was Bill Eady, which demolition? Axe. Okay. It he look, looked kinda demolition axe, but without the silver, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Sags had, like, a yellow spider on his head, <laughs> and it looked so dumb. Like, they didn't even match colors at all.
0: It kind of reminded me of, it, it, was it red? It was red and yellow, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I think there was some red in there. It was outlined in black.
0: Okay, so for, that's the it reminded me of when Hogan put on Ultimate Warrior paint. <laughs>
1: yeah it was yeah, again Knobs looked kind of cool or, sorry, I'm sorry Sax Sags
0: looked kind of cool yeah Knobs just kind of that's what I reminded me of was when Hulk Hogan put on the Ultimate Warrior paint. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of yeah it, it
1: was yeah it was not good yeah. um and, and the promo was what it was yeah they were talking about a new look new attitude and they but just the entire, the entire time Sag just kept yelling we don't care
0: yeah we just don't care we just don't care. They leave, and out comes the commission. There, and basically, it was just them complaining about Lawler and Dundee. That's basically it. So going to the the fifth match today, it's the eight man tag. It's Jerry Lawler. Hold on. Am I going to read? Hey, I, I not read. Did I read all those names off at the beginning?
1: I mean, we did, but yeah, it's uh, Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, and the Nasty bull is taking on Don Bass, Bad Company, King Carl Fergie with the Prince of the Corner. Okay,
0: so Jerry Lawler and uh, Paul Diamond start. Uh, they trade some one twos in the corner. Lawler bumps Paul Diamond. Then uh, he goes over to Fergie. Fergie refuses the tag. Prince hops up on the, tells him to stay. Tells Diamond to stay in there. Uh, then they go. He goes back. Lawler bumps him again. He goes over to tag. Fergie and Bass. They both won't tag in. Prince hops up to the apron, and and this was what made me mad. Here comes Dundee, comes all the way over, and punches the prince in the gut. Yep. Okay, they're trying to get over them not tagging in. Here he comes over here, is like, taking away from it.
1: Oh yeah, he's about himself, because he's not getting on the ring.
0: It's like, dude. They're trying to get over. They're not. Tag, they're, they're. You know. They're not tagging in and out. And you come over here and you just you take. The, take it away. Take away from the, the. What they're trying to sell here. Like what the crap, dude?
1: He's one of the most selfish people in the business.
0: Gosh. I was like, you know, I and mean, if you was a greenhorn, you did that, and you come back to the dressing room, he would get all over you for doing that.
1: Yeah, but when you're the number two guy in the territory, you can kind of get rid of it and do whatever. I know, but
0: man, it just makes me mad. Uh, let's see it. Then Lawler and uh, Diamond trade shots, and then all eight men jump in.
1: Well, no, Tanaka got in.
0: That's right, Tanaka got in, then all eight basically got in. Uh, it's all in there, Then then uh, Pat Tanaka hooks Lawler, Fergie goes... I put goes to the top, then he went to the top, then went down to the second. <laughs> he did the old come from the outside, inside to the second. Comes off of the chain, Lawler dunks. Uh, Fergie hits uh, Pat Tanaka with the chain. Lawler covers him. One, two, three. The bay faces win. They leave, and the hills are on the ring. And they're trying to figure out what happened. So Tanaka starts telling Diamond what happened. When the prince gets in there, they start talking, blah 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 blah. blah. Prince shoves Pat Tanaka. Uh, then he shoves Paul Diamond. Then he shows Pat Tanaka again. And then Pat and Paul both shove the prince down. And when they did that, Fergie and Bass jump them, and they start then they start beating on Pat and Paul. Now here's why I didn't really, I didn't kind of really care for. So they beat them a little bit, and then they let Pat and Paul get their own comeback in the Hills Powder. Why did they leave them laying? It was three on two. They could have left them laying.
1: I, I think they thought if they left them laying, that the people wouldn't get behind
0: them. Why? That's sympathy. Yeah, but it.
1: Here's the thing, if they bumped the heels, and they didn't do anything big, it was just like a punch, and they scooted, right? No. You know, they didn't throw them out of the ring, they, yeah.
0: No, they, what do you mean, who scooted?
1: The heels scooted, uh, I, I know Don Bass didn't get thrown out of the ring, he got bumped and rolled.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, but I don't think much have been them fighting back, they just got beat down, they should just let them beat them down.
1: It, it got to it did two things to, for me. One, it, it showed that they're willing to fight back because if they just took the beating, the people wouldn't got behind them. But when because they fought back, and did you hear the crowd at the end of that? They accepted them as a baby face instantly. Yeah. When they hugged, the people went crazy.
0: Well, they could have fought them back and then cut them back. You know, because it's three of them. They could have snuck back in and got them, hit them with a chair or something, and got, and left them laying or something. I don't know. I just. Seem like all the baby faces, no matter what the odds, are fighting back now, Yeah?
1: know? Yeah, Babyface territory.
0: You got something playing in the background?
1: No. Something is playing. I hear something. My air conditioner that's played every night for a year almost.
0: Dude, it just sounds like music.
1: There's no music going on in this house.
0: It just started doing it like a couple minutes ago. That is crazy. Yeah, you don't hear nothing. No man. <laughs> Why am I hearing that?
1: I don't know. You're. I think you're going. I think you're losing it. Too many shots to the head.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you don't hear that. <laughs>
1: This is really entertaining is a,
0: is a fan or something on?
1: No, just my AC, man. I mean, your AC?
0: Well,
1: heater, yeah.
0: Did it just kick on like the last couple minutes? Yeah. Has it been on at all tonight?
1: Yeah, it's a different points, yeah.
0: It just now just started doing that. But it almost sounds like music. <laughs> I kid you not. I, if I can hear it, it's gonna pick up on this because it's coming out of my phone. Obviously, it's that is weird. It sounds like almost like music. Yeah, it sounds like it, like it listened to a a radio station's cutting in and out in the background. All right, well, <laughs> hopefully, it won't be too bad. Um, so they power out. They cut the brake. They come back with Lance. Eddie Marlin, Pat and Paul, they're out there talking. Lance says, We're out of time. We've got to go. And Ed Marlin says, They got the match this week. And Lance says, We ain't got no time for recap. Uh, look out for the War of the Worlds battle roll. And it, then it cuts off. So, that's the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it just stopped. A lot because my my heater just stopped
0: and what was it's your heater but it's weird hey, you said it's been on, on off and on and this first time it's made a noise hmm I, I don't know what to tell you man I know I know it's um, crazy. crazy I tell you crazy <laughs>
1: uh lots of desk side interviews
0: yeah and actually a lot of talking but they got five matches in though
1: yeah but like I know two or three of those matches went one minute
0: yeah there were some short ones yeah, yeah, some real short ones. Um, it was really, it was a lot of talking. Um, little, you know, two new guys. Is it two new guys or one?
1: Manny Fernandez
0: and who else? Manny Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here, right out. uh Was this Jimmy Jack Funk's first time? Yeah,
1: Jimmy
0: Jack Funk, that was it, yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah I, I thought there, it was, it was two, but I'm not yeah. sure, yeah. So it was two, yeah, Jimmy Jack Funk. <laughs> I guess because he just taught, he didn't do nothing in the ring. Actually, Manny got in the ring and did a little something. So it was, it was, uh, I mean, you had matches, you had interviews where you introduced <laughs> people. You had, um the um hair uh, thing uh, so you had an angle driven there uh, you know um uh, start you know a little planting the seeds of of uh well more planting the seeds of um of uh Diamond not baby face so you had a little bit a lot of a lot of, a lot of stuff in the, in the little the, the little hour show
1: yeah, a lot of stuff. I could have done, with, I mean, I understand why they're doing it, but I could have done without the plugging and all the plugging of the War of the Worlds. Yes. And it just seems like that they're going to, because, so they mentioned in the Rock and Roll RPMs, where the RPMs were saying that they were from world class. So I think they're not going to have any different stars. They're just going to have guys who used to be somewhere, now they're with CWA.
0: Yeah.
1: But they're just going to claim those other promotions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, world-class, that's that's a stretch because the RPMs have been there for, for what, a month and a half now? So that's, that's a stretch, and, you um, know, well, Jimmy Jack Funk, he's got release, so he's in there. Uh, Manny's got release, so that's why he's there.
1: Um, I guess AWA would be the Rockers. I guess. <laughs> or, I mean, it could technically be anybody. Yeah, who
0: knows? <laughs>
1: uh, well, I was just saying that. There might anybody. be
0: somebody next week. You never know. I'm going to have somebody to debut next week. I'm, try- I'm trying to marry for anybody else. I know T.J. O'Conn comes in sometime, but I don't know when. So it might be him. Because he was in AWA around that time.
1: I mean, when I do we get Vern Ganya. Ganya?
0: Huh?
1: When do we get Vern Ganya?
0: I think they're sending Greg down. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you know he his work is good. He just and
1: he I don't listen know. to one of his shooter interviews sometimes, huh? Listen to one of his shooter interviews sometime. He's
0: delusional. Oh, I saw. I heard a little, little bit of some of his where he talked about he could beat people up and stuff. And I'll uh, I'll give you my High Spots Wrestling Network uh, password. You can watch the guest Booker with Greg Gagne. What well, was he booking? Uh, well, he was backstage in WCW,
1: but I think, or not guest Booker, uh, something the territories booking the territories mm-hmm. was that what it was called? No, back to the territories, the Jim Cornette thing. Okay, and he talks about AWA, and he he says all these guys screwed him, and oh uh, bro, his delusional stuff. Well,
0: I've heard some stuff about where he booked a lot of stuff. And WCW and Bischoff took credit for it or something.
1: Well, that's what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, stuff I, a few things I've seen of him talks about.
1: Him and Mike Graham both say that the reason Hogan got there, and I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, My, Mike Graham said said that he told. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of Eric fires back when when they post that, mm-hmm. or just I listen to Eric's podcast because Eric's pretty cool. Um and they played a clip where Mike Graham said that, uh, and this is way off topic, but Mike Graham said that he told Hulk that he could get him a meeting with Ted Turner, and that's how that hooked up. And Bishop's like, Mike Graham couldn't get a meeting with Ted Turner? I had trouble getting a meeting with Ted Turner.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
1: Yeah, it, some people are just
0: delusional. Well, it's wrestling business. I've i always said that you know it's you know these shoot interviews if they didn't work them they wouldn't be they wouldn't to talk about.
2: Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless they're going to talk about if they if it's, you know shoot about their you know if they're shooting shoot interviews you know talking about other people's stories no, that's different, but if you're going to talk about Chef you kind of, it's you know, you're going to have to, especially if you've never really, you know, mainstream, you know, you did anything except for, you know, territories, you know, if you if it's been, you know, really done it mainstream, I mean, to make it interesting, you're going to have to, you know, work it, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: definitely. But it's just funny, because I guess he didn't want to answer it. Hey, what did you doing WCW?
0: you know, collect a paycheck. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, yeah, he, he, you know, and a lot of his stuff don't, well, a little bit I've seen of Ganya, it, yeah, but the their, the, a lot of them do that, though, you know, make their stuff more interesting than what they really were. Now, that's the thing, though. Now, his story is about Stuff going on back in, you know, the 70s and 80s, but, you know, all that stuff when he went to work for WCW and all that, and, yeah. Then, like, you know, Eddie, my um, Graham talking about, you know, the territorial days of Florida, yeah, but he started talking about his WCW, you know, basically saying he's, you know, he was Sullivan's right-hand man booking everything, you know, and it's just like, I don't know about that, dude. Right. Yeah. So, but, um, uh, uh, so where do you get the show? Uh, you know, it, it
1: was really angle driven. Um, the, oh, we had a, a number of matches, but no link to them. I, I'm going to stick with one thumbs up just because like, at, at least in recent weeks, we've had matches, like at least one match that went some time and was good.
0: Yeah.
1: And maybe that spoiled me. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I'm going to stick with one thumb up.
0: Yeah, I'll give it one thumb, too. It's, uh yeah. <laughs> um, so I was looking at some stuff. And, and
1: it's mostly it's mostly for the Hector stuff, let me say that, because that stuff was pretty funny. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. It was, um, yeah, Hector was, yeah, he was, um, he was, he was right there with him there, that interview. <laughs> um, so I
2: was
0: looking at, at some people, um... Rocky Johnson has left the promotion. Uh, Tracy others has left the promotion. Um,
1: well, where's Tracy at?
0: I think he went back to Continental. Okay. I think that's where he went. Actually, first time. I don't think he's been to Continental yet. I think he went to Continental. Um, um, Johnson showed up... Uh, think, around Christmas, I think, in Puerto Rico. Um, Bubba hasn't been on TV, so I'm thinking he might be gone, too. See, he ain't been on TV in a few weeks. Or been on any of the shows, the uh, Evansville shows. So, I think Bubba might be gone. So, uh, and I got guys coming in, so I'm thinking... You know, they switched out a little bit of their talent, which, well, it's two Bay Faces and one heel, and they've only got any, well, we got a tag, Bay Face tag team in and two heels, I guess, I guess, kind of be right, I guess, I don't know, anyway, <laughs> uh, I look, looked at next week's show, the opening of it, so it, it's a, it's a studio show, and it looks like it's the whole show, so, it'll be um, interesting to see where they go. and <laughs> With the hair cream, the hair gel, uh, gel. <laughs> the hair remover. Thank you. I always think about hair ber- the Freebirds' hair cream, you know, because that was the first people I remember ever doing that angle. And, yeah. Um, so that's I always think of the hair cream, yeah. Which I just think that's still some of the best stuff. And uh, they took Buddy Roberts' hair off, and he wore the um, the headgear and the wig and all that. Stuff. <laughs> that was some great stuff. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, who's, a uh, you know, it's a decent show. Uh, anything you want to add to it?
1: No, I think, I it pretty much spoke for itself, man. It's just a lot of talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like a lot. I
0: think going cut back a little bit of talking, a little more wrestling on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Give us that John Paul Hector Guerrero match, and that would have put it over the top for me. You know, just have them do four or five minutes. Yeah. And then, boom.
0: I'd, I'd, I'd have been happy. Yeah, at least give them get three minutes would have been good. I would
1: have took three. <laughs> yeah. I don't took
0: anything over one. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think most of them were one. All right. Well, I think it's, uh, this is a done deal. I think we we can stick a fork in this one. So, um... you got anything else? I'm good. All right, all right, folks. For Jeremiah Plunkett Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Goodbye,
2: everybody.